The following episode of TOEFOP is rated M.A. It may contain Batman references, time travel references, sexual references, lost trains of thought, and mild course language. TOEFOP advises that the program is not suitable for anyone under the age of 15 or anyone who enjoys succinct, coherent conversation that might actually have a point. Minors must be accompanied by a parent, guardian, or priest. This is John Deke speaking. Everyone relax, this is Dope Up. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. I love that you like were about to wait for the helicopter and then to like, pass by. And then you're like, no, normally in the background, like one of my dogs is destroying <laughs> a bottle. Amy was using a leaf blower to kind of redo the deck this afternoon. So I think it's fine. And we also have a producer who's very good at cleaning up background noise. Yeah, but that's a bit like people who leave like rubbish at the All right, we're getting, oh, we're entitled now? Yeah, that's yeah, what right. I think. It's like, oh, this is someone else's job. They yeah, can clean like, this up. We'll put our feet up. Yeah, I think that we should clean up for ourselves as best as possible. Have you ever been fined on public transport for like eating or drinking or having your feet on a seat or anything like that? No. Got arrested once on a plane though, so. <laughs> okay, you win this round. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot about that. Don't know how. So I guess, I guess technically, on a technicality, <laughs> you might have got me on that one. It wasn't public, though, was it? So you getting arrested somehow trumps my story of getting an $80 fine and my feet on the seats? Well, let's see if there's any differences in the story. Did you have your feet on the seats? Yes. Yeah, well, that's the difference, because I didn't do mine. I was clear to my one. So uh, tell me about your story, Charlie, because I'm going to charge people to come and see my story on a national tour next year. I don't think year, it's so that much to tell. I was 16, 16 years old, catching the train home, had been out. On a Saturday night, like because okay. where I went. To what sc- time's this train? It's like Sunday afternoon. So because okay. where I went to school was about an hour away from where I actually lived. All my mates lived out there. So if I went to a party on the weekend, what would normally happen is I would stay out at a friend's place and then get the train home the next morning. So okay. that's what happened this particular time. So I believe I'd been at a party, and I was catching a train home from like Hawthorne or something, and I was tired, maybe hungover. I can't really remember if I was drinking when I was sixteen, but. Maybe. 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 But dusty. Dusty from just being up late. Right. Or dusty from maybe having a drink. Or dusty because Dustin Martin was there as a child. Because you had tattoos and you'd shave the side of your head (laughs) and your dad was in New Zealand. Yeah. Dusty as in Dusty Rhodes because I was into the wrestling at the time. Dusty as in Slim Dusty, who I was listening to on my Walkman. Right. And you Because it was the mid 90s. Oh, you did have a beer because Duncan was there and Duncan's your mate. (laughs) Yeah. So. So, um, no, I just think that I was, I had my feet on the seat. Right. And I remember, it wasn't like I had my feet fully, you know, you know, when you're sitting in chairs opposite you, you can put the soles of your sneakers up on the edge of the chair. Yeah. Kind of like you're pushing yourself back. That's had my feet up. I didn't have my feet on the cushions. You didn't have them fully on the seat. You just had them on the seat edge. Yes, exactly. Where the back of your knees would be if you were sitting down. I think you're understanding where my defense came from. (laughs) Uh, So. You were trying to get off on a technicality. The technicality. (laughs) So the undercover uh, cops came up and I think it was like... Hang a, on. Firstly, yeah. look at your fucking life if you're an undercover cop on a train and oh, you're busting Have you not seen the YouTube videos of the undercover? I don't know if it's still like this, but about two or three years ago, there was like an undercover force on Melbourne Public Transport who thought they were the 21 Jump Street of transport. Like they were like busting people and like they, were, they thought they were shaft. Well, because of my bad back, I've been catching um, a lot of public transport for the last three months because I haven't been able to sit down. And so I've made myself familiar with the Sydney public transport system. uh, And I have been actually really amazed by the amount of undercover, like cops or even not undercover cops, but just like, you know, transport people who end up coming on and off the buses and the... And the trains and stuff. Like, it's actually like, you go, wow, this is like a real presence. I'm like, who is not paying for this shit? Like, public transport is cheap as fuck. Yeah. Like, that's the bit that I got like a hundred dollars. Because I'm like, Mr. fucking Richie Rich, been living in some castle in the fucking clouds. Where I live in a bit part of town where it's inconvenient to catch public transport. So I never have. And like, I think nothing of spending like 
it cost me 70 or 80 dollars to get a cab to the airport from my house and you're like well that's just the cost of where i live compared mm. to where i have to go and so when i first got my bus pass I go in and they go, how much do you want to put on it? And I like put $100 on it. I will have to use that bus pass every day for the rest of my <laughs> life to get through that 100 fucking dollars. It's crazy how cheap it is. But I've, I mean, we've talked about this before, but I am a big public transport fan. I like it. Where I live is a friggin' public transport hotspot. Like there's buses going everywhere. It's the opposite of your problem. I can literally right. get anywhere I want to go. And I really dig it, but... It is confusing, this system of like topping up a card and stuff, because the amount of times I've got on a bus, tapped on, and then just forgotten to tap off or whatever. Oh, yeah. And sometimes your card doesn't charge, or I've had a bunch of shit happen with my card where I've topped one up and then it doesn't work, and there's no way to extract the credit I've put on that card to put on the next card. It's like, back when I was using public transport, you had a ticket, you'd pay 35 cents for it, they'd clip it, that was your ticket, on and off, no problem. I quite like the card. In fact... I must admit that, like, despite the fact that I know that all this convenience is ending up us, like, them, you know, essentially... Sacking people. Well, sacking people and having access to all our data, right? They what? Know, that part I didn't know about. Well, you Every know, time you tag on and tag off. Right, everyone it. knows where you're going all the time. They can monitor you on your phone. They've got, like, look what you're doing on public transport. If it's connected to your credit card, they just have an accurate, like, idea of what you're doing pretty much at this all times. This guy goes to Luna Park dark, right? every time he comes to Melbourne. But you know what? It's so convenient. Like, I just have a little card in my yeah, wallet. That is true. And I can just go for a walk because that's what I've mostly been doing. Like, for me, I use the bus mm. to break up a long walk. Yeah. So if I need to go to work, which is in the city, which is like about 11 or 12 kilometers from here, I'll probably walk half of it and bus half of it. But I just do it in shifts. So I'll walk for a bit. And then when a bus goes by, I just like get on the bus and it's fun. So if you're st- so you've been taking the bus. So where is your position? I mean, obviously you're standing, but like you back of the bus, front of the bus, middle of the bus kind of well, there's near the one, door. Well, I there's imagine. a, pr- no, because they're not meant, to, you're not meant to stand near the doors. Really? Even if yeah. you back up against the window opposite the doors? Well, uh, opposite the doors is okay yeah, yeah, but, but you're not, not allowed to stand the near the doors but yeah. um no for me uh, there's a kind of old people's disabled area that's near the front no. and they have a standing up area so all you have to do is fold back one of the seats and then you can actually stand and there's like a back but, like pad and so i will like but the people look at you and be like you son of a bitch no because often because i'm at the end of the line as well right so often i'm first person on and then i just go and stand and you can always see the drivers checking you like oh hang <laughs> on have i got a weirdo yeah right? <laughs> but the other th- problem with this hey is, you do something not abled yeah exactly just let make sure um but the other thing is if i want to do anything else other than hold on because also where i live is <laughs> wobbly it well, is. not wobbly <laughs> was i'm it? just getting a fantastic <laughs> visual of you with your bad hips standing on a bus as it fucking climbs a 50 like degree incline and you just <laughs> hanging on for dear life well you know where i live right yeah. so i would they have to go up a hill but it's also a really windy wobbly <laughs> fucking like so it rockets all over the place because that bus ain't taking those roundabouts very well and so the thing is it's quite a long trip so I can't be bothered. Ideally, it's a two-hand job, right? Yeah. <laughs> My favorite kind, right. a two-hand job. So ideally, what I would do is hold on to one of the like the leather loops that is up, like you know, up high. Yeah. And then there's like a handle yeah, yeah. near me where I so support I can, from above and below. below right. Yeah. So ideally, that's my ideal support yeah. system. Yeah. But that's boring because I can't look at my phone. Oh, so you idiot. So instead, what I do tend to do is... I take off my belt, I hook it around my arms, suspend it from the strap, and lean back and pull my phone out. So what I tend to do is I loop my arm around the pole that's behind me. Like a drunk. Like a drunk. And then I can like use my phone in that hand, and then just hold on with the other hand. Right? <laughs> your desperation to not engage with your fellow humans means that you will hang yourself unnaturally from a pole just so you can stare at that little screen and not engage with the people around you. Well, that's not even the worst bit. So the worst bit is that while I'm hanging on with my arm around the pole, what happens is that if the bus lurches anyway from side to side, my shoulder goes into the stop button. <laughs> So I'm, so I'm constantly making the guy accidentally stop. Oh, shit. All right, funny guy. Anyway, it's been good fun. Yeah. Uh, 
Oh no, no! I was just going to say, I'm, uh, I, I love, I love taking public transit. When I started on Home and Away, and I remember a lot of the cast were like, oh, "Do you want us to take public transport?" Because a lot of people are going to recognise your face. But it's never. If I, I don't ever want to get to the point where I can't just decide to take public transport. Well, also the other thing is like, because Amy hates me taking in the bus. Like she has, like, uh, from when she used to have to take the bus and was always in peak hour and whatever. She has like just these recurring nightmares of like you know what the bus is like and she calls it commuting suicide that is her term for it and uh she hates that's good sorry i just caught that very clever and she hates that i'm on the bus and she thinks it's like embarrassing and i'm like i'm not embarrassing because she goes no no for me like (laughs) she's embarrassed by the fact that i'm catching the bus right but i i like it Mm. like i like the idea of public transport and i like catching public transport ever go to a city like New York. Well, London or New York. Yeah. Like, and, and I think Melbourne's, I mean, Sydney's not so great, but Melbourne's public transport is just so convenient. I mean, you know what it's like. When you're doing your comedy festival show and you have to get across town, public transport is the best option. It's so convenient and so easy. And I feel growing up in Melbourne, that's why I have such a good, maybe if I grew up in Sydney, I'd have a different concept of public transport. But I grew up where public transport was so convenient. And essentially back then, free. Right. <laughs> because you could just fucking... But it should be free. That's my thing. Right. Like, we're getting so much wrong in our society. If we just made public transport free, we would save so much on everything else. That And with the amount of people that use it, with the, con- list, you know, the congestion off the roads, with the infrastructure, all those sort of things, you just would make it this really effective... I mean, Sydney's hard because there's that big fucking bit of water in the middle of it. But in a place like Melbourne, where it's all just on squares, like this current project they're doing, which at the moment is completely inconveniencing in the entire city but in, they, si- in sydney the well, well in sydney oh. that's happening too yeah. but in melbourne they're putting that underground and extending there and they could the, a city like melbourne could have a really futuristic effective public transport system flying cars is that what you're proposing no underground shit man <laughs> yeah right well you don't want it above the ground because no, then that's where we are right you know you want shit uh, like i mean but i i get that because that's what elon musk is behind right is he's drilling at the moment he's like yeah. he's gonna he's gonna fix la by drilling tunnels yeah he's got a t-shirt that says i'd be drilling <laughs> but don't you feel like then the earth will collapse there was i can't remember what i was watching maybe it was a rick and morty or something where they right. went to this planet okay well so, so you've got some scientific background on this no but it was just like a hollowed out planet like yeah. there or maybe it was i can't remember what it was a sci-fi something where it was this hollowed out planet it's like so we're going to turn earth into an ant farm where we just fucking like Stop cutting into the earth now. I just feel like that's not a good way to go. Oh, mate, we've already made the mistakes we were going to make. We might as well be in for a penny. Oh, yeah, right. Let's double, hold, double down? Let's hollow this let's baby out and see what happens. Yeah, the <laughs> only way out of this hole is to dig our way <laughs> we've out. We've pulled out so much great stuff. Let's dig a little deeper. We fucked it up on the outside. Let's see what's inside it now. I mean, that's what it'll look like is just Swiss cheese. Yeah. Well, I guess the idea is that... Sorry, that was just, I was not dismissing you. I just had a bug fly into my mouth. But honestly, if you did want to dismiss me, that would be the exact right thing to do. <laughs> like, it really looked like I was like, I haven't even started my dumb point. My point will be dumb and worth dismissing, but you have gone early on this. Um, do you have, what's your kind of vibe on Elon Musk? Because I can't quite work out whether he's like, you know, some kind of cool fun interesting genius who wants like everyone to have affordable power and there's always these moments where you're like you know the whole thing about giving away the tesla plans and helping the the renewable power in south australia and a whole bunch of other things where you're like oh yeah you're kind of cool elon musk and then there's a whole a bunch of other things where i'm like mm. well i don't know much the 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 negative stuff what tell me some of the negative stuff well, just the general. His name's Elon. Of, yeah. <laughs> okay. That's part Strike. of it. He sounds like a villain. I think that is mostly the argument. Yes. Don't you think he sounds like a super yeah. villain? Yeah. Elon Musk. Byron Scent. <laughs> <laughs> by day. Yeah. By day, he's Byron Scent. But by night, he's Elon Musk. <laughs> um, I've only read the good glowing stuff. Smells like trouble. I don't know. So I haven't heard much bad stuff. There's a lot of Teslas in our area. I mean, is this going to be an Uber type thing where it's like, oh, really? But I did see the other day, there was a a suggestion in the paper that um, uh, Apple should buy Tesla because they have, you know, the sort of the resources and whatever to finance all. And they also need a visionary, like a proper visionary back there. So the idea would be that they would buy Tesla and kind of put Elon Musk in charge of Apple, basically. 
Which wouldn't be the craziest. Well, it's a crazy idea, but it might be a fun so idea. So what is the problem? Why do Tesla need Apple to buy them out? Are they struggling financially? Well, Tesla, for all Elon's crazy ideas, my understanding is, and I don't have a deep understanding of this, but it's TOEFOP. So, yeah, you yeah. know, let's... You know, low East standards. Yeah, from what I understand from the headline and a couple of paragraphs I managed to read of the article that I've bookmarked for later, um, was Elon Musk has all these great ideas. But like if you're giving away patents and you're like trying to work on renewable energy and stuff, like you need a whole bunch of money for your ideas, right? Whereas Apple, since Steve Jobs died, like pretty much haven't had a good idea. And so basically the idea being they have all this like capital and resource. So he's he's the guy with all the great ideas and they were all the people with all the money. So they kind of need each other. It'd be a nice marriage. I guess so. It does have the fucking makings of like a Bond villain though, doesn't it? Like, well, we've got to get a good crazy engineer genius takes control of like the most profitable tech company in the world. Well, yeah. Skynet. But Jeff Bezos is like, you know. Bezos. Yeah. Like, I mean, like Amazon's a fucking giant. Like, you know, all these big companies are doing these same things. So you need a couple. I mean, fucking Mark Zuckerberg wants to run for president. A guy, like, just think about that for a second. Never happened, Will. A guy who has access to the data and information and intimate thoughts of most of the people in America wants to also run America. Yeah. Nah, that'll be fine. Yeah, the inauguration ceremony is like, so I got some embarrassing shit to read out for 300 million people. This might take a while. Right, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, opening line of President Zuckerberg's <laughs> yeah. inauguration speech. So you thought the last guy was bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What? So the must you didn't give me any clues on why the what's the must thing that the the people are upset about? Well, I don't know. Just I mean, I think there's a, is just, it an ethical thing? Is it a financial thing? Is it all three? Uh, I'm. <laughs> oh my god! I thought you're going to start crying. Well, firstly, I'm allergic to him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you don't like that particular Musk. <laughs> uh, why is Elon Musk? Evil. evil. Oh, I mean, come on. Like, you've stacked the deck. Well, let's just see. Stop Elon Musk. There is a... Um... Oh, God, this sounds like... Is this from <laughs> conservativesusa.com or something? This is going to be terrible, whatever this is. <laughs> Stop um, oh, this is the best. So, there is a website that is called stopelonmusk.org. Yeah. And I'm just going to show you <laughs> Hang on. The, the nature of the sort of typeface and writing on this website. Just to give you an indication of how... So it's like a website from 1999. It's something that you imagine that Mulder might pull up on his computer yeah, when he's exactly. investigating an X-File. <laughs> I've got a tip. So the headline up the top, it's a, back, a black background with fluorescent green writing. Stop Elon Musk. World-renowned scientist and entrepreneur or supervillain bent on world domination. The facts. Oh, God. Now, by the way... You don't feel like... Having not read ahead, I still don't imagine that many of these are going to be facts. But let's have a look. Okay. Consider the name. <laughs> Sold. I mean, it's... Done. We're, we're done. That's where we went. So yeah, exactly. Consider the name. It's an anagram for something. Compare to Emilio Lago, Dexter Smythe, Auric Goldfinger... Hank Scorpio. Well, Hank Scorpio was from The, the Simpsons. Simpsons. Were the others from the, who's? Is this a comedy website? Uh, I think th this is someone trying to be funny. Perhaps. Okay. Born in South Africa, which is better than the other option, which was going to be some crazy some paranoid sort of paranoid schizophrenic. So I okay. guess we can have some fun with this. Uh, born in South Africa, everyone knows their chief export is villainy. Oh, yeah. And then it quotes. A reference that is very dear to our hearts. Lethal Weapon 2? Lethal Weapon 2. <laughs> Fuck me. Uh, <laughs> diplomatic immunity. Uh, rose to prominence as a tech mogul. View to a kill. Uh, funding his own private space agency with fabulous wealth. Planning to launch a series of satellites. Uh, chairman of Solar City, the company run by his cousin which controls a vast array of solar cells What's for feeding energy. Cousin Mickey Musk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's definitely a comedy website. <laughs> um, all right, hang on. Go back. For, I want to find the legit. Yeah. 
A legit complaint. Okay, here we go. Um, I mean, is it about this fact that he sat on the board, that board that Donald Trump had, the kind of heads of industry? Yeah, I think that's... Oh, why do people hate Elon Musk so much? Can, maybe that will answer some of our questions. Um, well, no, before we get to that, why do you hate Elon Musk so Oh, much? I don't. I'm just oh, I'm right. just aware of the fact that some people do. Okay. I'm on his page with the whole, you know, because he's big on the whole, you know, we've got to be careful about AI and, mm. it's you know, the robots are going to kill us all, which, you know, Charlie, is one of my... <laughs> core beliefs <laughs> uh, back when I planned and wrote <laughs> I managed to get a reference into Gruel this week about the robots killing us all and I was just like I'm getting my messages out there guys I'm the Sarah Connor of the ABC uh, back when I planned and wrote okay let's find out who this is why uh, Zachary Shahan has written this on a website uh, cleantechnia.com okay that sounds that sounds fine yeah there's nothing about patriotism or values or anything. Oh, okay, here we go. Okay. Back when I planned and wrote about why Elon Musk is loved so much, so this is someone who believes in balance, yeah. I said I'd also write a piece about why people hate him. Ah, this much. is good. This is right? perfect good. for us. So yeah. this is someone who's led with yeah. why people love him so much. Yeah. This is the response of why people might hate <laughs> Imagine if he opens with, it's his name. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he's South African. Diplomatic okay. community. <laughs> The thing is, everyone receives hate. Well, I love the way this guy views the world, by the way. And probably everyone is hated by someone or some people. Really good way. Even the nicest, kindest, most helpful person on the planet probably has people who hate him or her. Yep. Unfortunately, I have personally been getting dissed several helping oh, dished several <laughs> helpings of hate from one surprising corner of the internet in recent months, making Ooh. this all the more obvious to me. Ah. And perhaps it is what compelled me to write this article. Interesting. That has long been in my head about an opposite of uplifting topic. Um, <clears throat> all right. Naturally, since... Uh, blah, 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 blah. Okay, okay, blah, okay. I think there's a bigger issue at play. With Elon Musk and Tesla, one of the greatest thieves of human joy across the species is envy. It is very hard for many of them. Oh my God. All right, why did I have Shakespeare? For fuck's sake. I do say, I do verily say, it is hard for many of us, especially some of us, not to feel bitter envy when our neighbors do well or when our competitors do well. I have experienced the unpleasant feeling of envy, and I imagine you all have. When envy takes root, it can be hard to tell the difference between rational thoughts and irrational ones. In my opinion, Envy itself is irrational. Is this James Lipton? Why what are your favorite curse words? Why should we feel hurt by anyone else doing well? Why should we be upset about other people achieving worthwhile goals? Uh, anyway, that's going to make of, a point. And is I, I'm saying? I don't think so, Charlie. Oh, no. Disappointingly. Oh, God, we've really built this thing yeah, up. No. You know what the thing is? He scrubbed the internet. Well, no. You know what it is? Essentially, it's one of those articles. It's a guy. Where he's like, and now I'll give you the reasons that people hate Elon Musk. And here's the reasons. People are stupid. Oh. Everyone should love Elon Musk. Right. And you're stupid if you don't like right. Elon Musk. He tried to sucker punch yeah, us. he gave us the old switcheroo. Is there really no oh, kind shit. of article which is... Well, there's a lot of kind of... Okay. I Man, he could have scrubbed the internet. You can do that. Yeah, it's a good point. Um, I mean, he's winning the public PR battle, don't you reckon? Okay, so, um, all right, let's uh, see. It's Elon and Neil deGrasse Tyson. They're the kind of like, they're the, they're the rock stars of science and reason at the moment. All right. Elon Musk is famous for his futuristic gambles. Um, okay. Sportsbet.com. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but... But Silicon Valley's latest rush to embrace artificial intelligence scares him. And he thinks you should be frightened too. Inside his efforts to influence the rapidly advancing field and its proponents. Okay, this is okay. Oh, God. Sorry. This is Tofu. This is, yeah. Tofu uh, can't find the good bits of the article. We cannot find. No one. These are all. There's a, you know what, you know, Charlie? It's been scrubbed. I'm starting to suspect it has indeed been scrubbed. Because all the top answers are comical or like, you know, old So you, you trope in Elon Musk evil. You, you can find... I, that wasn't even a sentence. I just said you troped in <laughs> Elon Musk evil. You, you hacked your brain. <laughs> you typed in Elon Musk evil? Why is Elon Musk evil? That's what I typed just, in. It's, maybe that's too specific to okay. say Elon Musk evil. Elon Musk evil. 
That's what I'm going to ask the internet and see what it says. Uh, number one website is still that original comedy one we went <laughs> Shit, to. man. They can do it. I reckon he would. If you were in charge of a tech company that has as much at stake as Elon Musk, you'd scrub the internet, wouldn't you? It would be worth your while to have someone full-time just to delete Google alerts and shit for negative press. Seriously, all these top answers are things like Elon Musk is spending $10 million to save us from an evil robot. What? Okay, let's click on that. Yeah. <laughs> Now, obviously, what's happened, Will, is this there's is a fucking you in. targeting. There's yeah. a, they're targeting us. Damn it. They know what's going to get fucking like read out on Tofop. This is brilliant, but they are doing the job for us. So. And this goes directly into our area of interest. Yeah, robots. Elon Musk may be a tech guru, but it turns out he's just as scared of robots taking over the world as anyone else who grew up watching Terminator movies. This is by Sonali Kohli. Uh, and this was uh, in uh, Quartz magazine, uh, which looks like a science magazine of some kind. No, no, it's a horse semen magazine. It's yep. Quartz have come. Yep. <laughs> quartz of horse come. Oh, no, Quartz with a Z, sorry. With a Z. Oh, my. Quartz with a Z. <laughs> so it's not horse come monthly? <laughs> it's not. So the CEO of Tesla Motors and SpaceX announced yesterday that he's giving $10 million to fund research that ensures artificial intelligence will be used for good. Not evil. 10 million bucks. Well, not so that doesn't seem a lot. He, look at you, mister. <laughs> I've donated nothing to stop robots killing us. Elon Musk gave $10 million. How much have you given to stop robots killing us? None. None. Zero Shut up. <laughs> so he donated the money to the Future of Life Institute. Oh, God. God, does this really <laughs> exist? A non-profit research group which will distribute the money in grants. Non-for-profit research group yeah. and clearly a front for a drug operation. A front for a drug, op drug operation. The range of negative outcomes, some of them quite severe. So it's not clear whether we'd be able to recover for some of these negative outcomes. In fact, you'd be able to construct scenarios where the recovery of human civilization does not occur. And when the risk is that severe, it seems like you should be proactive and not reactive. Based on a document the organization released detailing research priorities, the grant money could vary from ethics or autonomous cars. So this is where they have to decide whether, like, you know, in an accident situation, the car will plow through you or, like, you know, save the lives of the people in the car. Yeah. And weapons to the potentially negative economic impacts of replacing human labor with robots. They'll never be able to get it past, like, military. He has even explicitly compared... Potential real-life outcomes to the Terminator. In the movie Terminator, they didn't create AI to... They didn't expect, you know, some sort of Terminator-like outcome. It's sort of like the Monty Python thing. Nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. What a fucking nerd. <laughs> Why are you, you jumping not around? Any more nerdy than you he are right now? He went from right James now. Cameron to Monty Python. Oh, you massive It's like that nerd. episode of Doctor Who. <laughs> the Cybermen. He said, while adjusting his anorak. And complaining about the female reboot of <laughs> Go Busters. Go Busters. Go Busters. It's been a long day of us recording podcasts. Yeah. Uh, uh, <clears throat> yep. All right. But, that, but that's interesting that there's not one negative article no. out there. You could find a negative article on uh, anyone. Anyone. Type in like, I don't know, who is a... Right, anyone else evil. Anyone, so just name... Just name anyone, anyone else in the world. Just type, type in like Bill Gates evil. I'm going to put Bill Gates evil and see how we go. Okay. Bill Gates evil. By the way, terrible things to be typing into the internet. <laughs> right? Um, okay. So first... Uh, Bill Gates. Look at the name. <laughs> it's a gate, not a door. First clue. <laughs> I love that that is the first determination of anyone's personality trait is look at the name uh, top answer Bill Gates pledges billions to Earth's evil companies oh god now this is from newconservative.com oh right? you know what it's from something called globalfreedommovement.org yeah definitely so, a fucking tin hat site yeah tin hat site so um, okay uh, the second one is definitely a tin hat site because <laughs> uh, it's uh, called uh, newstarget.com and uh, the headline is the two most evil globalists of our time George Soros and Bill Gates and then the third one is why would Bill Gates want to kill one billion people from a website called Skeptoid 
And then the fourth one is the evil truth about Bill Gates, what everyone needs to know about, which is some sort of hour-long YouTube clip. So that's obviously some crazy... So here's what I'm saying. The fact that we could not find anything on Elon Musk means he has wiped the internet. internet. Or maybe he's a really good guy. No, don't believe it. Why? Well, I mean, this many people think that Bill Gates is evil. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. There's no evidence that Elon Musk is bad. I mean, is it too much to ask for that there is like an entrepreneur, a billionaire out there who does have the best interest of humanity? Well, it's not too much to ask for. I just think it's... Unlikely. Unlikely. Because commerce doesn't go hand in hand with humanity? Yes. <laughs> is that right? Is that yeah, what you think? I think so. Yeah. I mean, I think they probably are successful. Like, I think capitalism... At some stage, you have to compromise. Yeah. And capitalism itself is just destructive of, you know, like it, it exists on the back of people who are suffering, right? Mm. Like, you know, we ignore it every day. And by the way, I'm not... Like, I'm reading this information off a computer that was made by people in conditions where they have to have a fucking net outside their, you know, factory because people try to kill themselves mid-shift and the net catches them. You know what I mean? Like... I understand we live in a world where we overlook these things every day, but the very system in which we operate exists on the back of people being exploited. So you can't build a rocket into space <laughs> without someone fucking suffering, is my point, Charlie. More laughs are plenty at Tom Tofot this week. We're all slaves to the system. To enjoy your nice things, people have to suffer. <laughs> anyway, stay tuned for our ads. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fucking... It's, it, that's the point we're at now, though. Like, no, I don't think anyone is is anti like capitalism that has measures in place, but it feels that like has there money are... that is winning from the system. Yes, no. Well, I'm, I'm winning from the system, definitely. Like, yeah, but you, but you don't. I mean, are you calling for a capitalism free society? No, no. I mean, when I'm when I'm dead, as <laughs> soon as I'm dead, you can start. Here's my manifesto: start when I'm dead. No, I mean, but I do think there would be a more equitable system than the one we currently operate in that I would also be happy well, with. Well, the thing that I, I never understand with this stuff is it's like the idea that whatever is working now is the best it will ever be and right. any attempt to change or modify or make it, you know, or just tweak it to make it more inclusive or fair or whatever will somehow disrupt the entire Apple car. That to me has never made any sense. It's that whole thing about like fossil fuels we've talked about on this show before. It's like, Cold power is the only way it's going to be. It's like, well, if 100 years ago they said, you know what, horses, best transportation ever. We've made it. We made the wheel. What are you trying to do? A horse. Are you trying to... Horses are good for humanity, mate. <laughs> are you trying to destroy the horse industry? But like, why not strive a little bit? Why not just see how you can make a little better? No, I absolutely agree with you, which brings us to, and now that anyone who's like hates when we talk about po politics no, on this... Limousine liberals. Yeah, exactly. If you hate when we talk about politics on this podcast, then... That's fine. Like, I mean, you know, whatever. Like, you know, it, 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 there's something going on in our country at the moment that we decided that we would like to talk about regardless of that, which is AFL football finals. <laughs> <laughs> no. um, although the AFL is uh, something that was came up in this. We're talking about the marriage equality postal survey. Plebiscite, mate. It's not a plebiscite, Charlie. Isn't it? No. No, they're calling the it a plebiscite. What's the difference between a plebiscite and a survey? Well, look... A plebiscite would have some sort of legal backing and might be compulsory and might even be... Right, it's in, binding. No, not even really, oh, to God. be honest. But this one isn't even compulsory. The word plebiscite is one of those words that I had never heard of until this non-plebiscite was yeah. happening. At my uh, high school, they had a pretentious name for detention. Instead of calling it detention, they called it penals, in that you were being penalised. Penals is a word which means to enact a penalty. Right. And it's always one of those things where I'm like, why not call it detention like right. fucking everyone else? And plebiscite is one of those words. I'm like, what are you doing? Why are you introducing this into the lexicon? Well, basically, there's a difference between like a referendum, which has to change the constitution, which might be like binding, right? So right. you have to... The, whatever, the, whatever the result is. Right. Whereas like the... But a referendum also has all these other conditions about the amount of people have to vote in the amount of states and all these sort of things, right? Whereas you have um, the plebiscite, which is more like a compulsory national survey. Voluntary. That isn't... No. Well, a plebiscite would be a compulsory national right. survey and they still wouldn't have a, actually have to do what it is because it's not in the constitution. But this is not even that. This is just a postal survey. This is essentially a survey of the Australian people that is not compulsory to do. Uh, that costs $120 million 
to decide whether the people should have equal rights. That is what is happening in this country at the moment. It's a fucking disgrace. But does it? F- <clears throat> does anyone have any doubt that it's like this obvious delay tactic from Malcolm Turnbull? Like it felt like there's this appeasement thing for someone who came out so strongly in favour for. Well, he believes in it. Obviously. Like Malcolm Turnbull, the Prime Minister of Australia, well, at least says he believes in it. You could make the argument that he doesn't fucking believe in it because if he actually believed in it, you would just do it. You're like literally, you are Prime Minister of the country. Mm. If you believe in something passionately enough, it is literally there's not another job where, like, you're the guy, you're the boss, you're the one who's meant to be making these fucking decisions and mm. like leading the rest of the country. So if you believe in it, you wouldn't go, oh, but I'll do a fucking non-compulsory postal survey on the fucking topic. But it's a, it's a, but to me, and I'm look, I'm the first one to say I'm don't know everything about Australian politics, but to me, from the outside, it looked like. This is a way to say, hey, I'm doing something. Don't get mad at me. People that I'm in bed with, like the Christian lobby, the nationals and stuff, I don't want to look like I'm turning my back on you, but I can't sort of completely back down. So I'm going to do this completely meaningless gesture. Right. I'm going to waste $120 million and dredge up for uh, gay and lesbian people, for LGBTIQ people, like the most horrific arguments against their very existence in the public domain and Mm. supported in the interest of balance. Like these media organizations that I hope would never actually normally broadcast these fucking views, these people who have been living their lives have to be subjected to these things every single fucking day. I've seen the toll that it's taken on my friends who most of the like LGBTIQ people that I know Mm. are inner city fucking like you know live in areas where being gay it's okay yeah not too bad right and they're in industries where you know it's out and open and very accepted and even they have been worn down by the amount of vitriol and the amount of like you know outward aggression against their very you know reason like right to exist well I got married recently, right? And Jim and I never Jim and I never planned to get married. It was never anything that we sort of talked about. But then on a whim, we kind of eloped. We just decided we wanted to get married. And I have like family members who are gay. And it struck me in that moment that on a whim, Gemma and I could do this thing at the spontaneous party. Like in, when you let people know there's all this like you get this outpouring of love and it's really one of those special kind of moments. And then it just struck me that like my own brother can't do that. Right. My sisters can't do that. And what makes us any different? It's just, it was really, I, it, to me, it doesn't make any sense why you would deny the rights to other people when it has absolutely nothing to do with when you. When you lose nothing. Nothing. I'm, I'm willing to like understand issues where you go, like say for example, you're someone who works in the coal industry and you've built your life and your livelihood and all those sort of things in the coal industry. And we decide as a country that coal is our past and renewable energy is our future. Then I think we have a responsibility, at least to a certain extent, to transition those people into the new industries and new jobs and those sort of things, Mm. right? Because they are going to lose from us going in a new direction, Mm. right? But no one loses from someone who's not you being able to marry someone that they love. It just doesn't take... You're not involved in it. It takes nothing away from your fucking life. You lose nothing. You are denying someone else something and you lose nothing. But this comes back to that thing of what makes you think we've got it all sorted now? We've got it right. The way society is now, that's perfect. We don't change anything from here on in. But also, it's not perfect. No, that's the like, point, though. Half like, of fucking straight people who get no. divorced. Yeah. Like, I used to have a joke about it in my stand-up. Like, 15 years ago, when I thought we were about to fucking change the laws. Like, 15 years ago, I used to have a joke about the idea of it. Like, if, if I got on a plane where the pilot landed one in every two, I would not get on the fucking plane. That's like, you know, straight people's relationships so they haven't even exactly fucking nailed it that's i mean and that's the thing about like you listen to the arguments for no and because there are so many and so varied and so unfocused they can't give one good reason they just like they go to every outside now they're talking about it's the aggression and violence and you know outrageousness from the left that is driving people towards no it's like what are you talking about well that's the thing like i've heard people say oh well you know i wasn't gonna vote no but now that like I've had to endure. Someone, I got a text message. Some anarchist, like crazy guy, headbutted the prime minister. Right? Yeah. And like people are like, "Well, 
that's just outrageous. That's you can't representative. Have that. So I'm now going to vote no. So you're going to deny another human being and all these other human beings an equal right because some idiot did something idiotic. Yeah. And that idiot also like owned up to it so clearly. Like that statement he gave afterwards is bound to get him in trouble when he goes to oh, court. Yeah. He was so fucking that honest. Confession, you that mean. confession, yeah. that's what it was. You know what I mean? That's the thing is like, because I thought when he came out, people would be like, oh, who's going to believe a drunk anyway? But he lied about nothing else in the right. entire article. Why would he lie about that one detail? Oh, yeah. But even if he were like a supporter of the yes cause and did that, th that's still not a reason to deny someone human rights. And it's certainly not a thing, a reason that uh, like gay and lesbian people have had to suffer all their lives through, you know, violence just because of yeah. who they are. I mean, that, word, that like, word bullying and the fact that one side can accuse the other of bullying when it's like, did you not go to high school where right? there was a gay kid? Like, I mean, I grew up at a time where being a gay kid in high school was like, you're putting your life at risk. Mate, oh, I got a homophobic bullying at high school and I'm not gay. <laughs> like, I can't even imagine what it was like for the gay kids. Like, you, but you know what I mean? Like, if you were different, you got yeah. homophobic fueled yeah, like bullying. That was where that direction of that bullying would go. So, yeah, it's crazy. Did you see? You saw the Straight Lives Matter mm -hmm. rally, though. Yeah, impressive turnout. Yeah, fifteen. They had fifteen people there. They claim thirty. Yeah, but they I mean, said, the number they're the number they're claiming is still ma massively underwhelming. <laughs> I did love that though, because they are also numbers that can be easily proven or disproven yeah. like if there's a crowd of twenty five thousand and somebody said it's like thirty five thousand, i can't tell the difference but i can tell the difference between you 15 and 30 when count. you can literally count them yeah it's uh i mean it, it, you do sense there is this kind of like emboldened activism about these kind of like archaic ideas but man the more they come out like that the sort of more i'm like oh this is good that we're actually putting a light on this because we have to actually talk about it and I don't know, man, I'm not one for, like, we don't really politicize this podcast or anything like that, but, you know, I have dogs in the fight. I'm right. not calling gay people dogs, but, you know, this is, affects me personally. So if people, like, come out and say, well, you guys shouldn't be talking about it, it's like, well, no, I think I can, because I see the way it affects me, and I've got friends, I see the way it affects them, and I just think it's crazy that you were the ones who created a situation in which we had to have this fucking survey. And then when people voice their opinion, it's like, stop yelling your opinion so loud. No one wanted this. Right. And you know what the other thing is? I don't think this is politics. Yeah, this is the thing that I don't get about this. I know some people like go, oh, would, I, don't, I, I have a right that someone else born in this country does not have. Like, you know, just through the fact that I was you know, born one way. If my brother were gay, I, I would have more rights than him. I don't want that. Like, it's, like people talk about it as like, oh, why is this issue big, such a big issue when it only affects a small percent of the population? I always think that's a bullshit argument because it doesn't just affect a small part of the population. It affects everybody who loves them and cares for them. And it affects everybody who doesn't want to walk around like having more rights than someone else. It feels like, you know... You imagine that like if they just said oh yeah no black people can't get married we wouldn't put up with that would we well maybe we fucking I was would. Gonna say <laughs> sorry welcome to australia of course we would uh yeah well look we don't want to go on about it no but uh you may have noticed we changed our artwork um for obvious reasons uh but i just would like to say like you know i support marriage equality it seems insane that you have to yeah. say that but like i don't understand why it has had to get to this point where I feel kind of like I would not ordinarily be for, be compelled to do something like this or, you know, do what we've done. But I just sort of feel like this is, it's a moment where you have to make a statement. Right. You have to say that I just think that everybody should have an equal shot at it. And love seems like one of the most basic of all human emotions. And the reason that these people are making these arguments that have nothing to do with the actual issue is that they can't argue the actual issue, all the bullshit things they bring up, you know, about gay parents, all the surveys show 
that that is absolutely fucking bullshit. Like it, it they, it's not like they don't have male and females in their life. It's all nonsense. It has nothing to do with the issue. Like all the side issues they bring up are just disproved by the fact that they've had marriage equality in like a bunch of other countries between 10 and 15 years. And none of the shit that they keep saying is going to happen has happened in any of those places. Your voice isn't going to get silenced. You can continue to be a bit. Don't worry about it. It's It's fine. fine. No one's going to go to your stupid cake shop for your fucking cake anyway. Oh, the There's poor cake makers of Australia. homophobic cake makers. I'm like, A, why did you become a fucking wedding cake maker if you're homophobic? Like, firstly, that's fucking crazy. But anyway, it's such a nonsense. Like, we could bang on about this for ages because it's all just stupid. But, <laughs> like, you know, the arguments are all stupid. There's no decent arguments. And you won't hear them make a decent argument. They'll just argue about every single other thing. Because there's no decent argument. Anyway, you, you know how we feel. Yeah. <laughs> so should we put in like some kind, of, <laughs> some kind of a limousine liberal warning, Mike Alistair put in? Yeah. If you're the sort of person who gets offended. If Chardonnay shipping eastern suburbs dwelling liberals get your goat. Well, you know the thing that annoys me the most is that I, I'm scared that the yes vote won't win because of the way that they've set it up and the clear, well, they've set up to fail. Yeah, they've set it up to fail, and because of that. Like there's a fear that then the sort of argument that is the no argument will say, well, we had a vote and the issue's settled. The issue isn't settled. Just because people vote no, like there isn't yet, we're not going to try to stop fighting for people to have equal rights in this country. And also, like, you know, some stuff's ahead of its time. You know what I mean? Like, Blade Runner comes out at bombs. And then people realize it's a masterpiece afterwards. Now they're making a sequel for it. So, look, if you're not sure how you feel about it, you're probably just like, Wait a little, because it's going to be great. Just support yeah. the thing that's going to be great. It'll be fine. Yeah. And you know what the other thing is? The only thing that's bad for you, because it's going to happen. It's going to happen anyway. So do you want to be the sort of person they make documentaries about? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> exactly. When they do the montage of people yeah. expressing their really dumb attitude about why black people should go to different schools and stuff. Right. Do you want that to be you? Yeah. You, you don't. don't. You don't want that to be you. You don't want to be shown in futuristic universities on like probably 3D hologram technology. How do you feel about your photo in a textbook? <laughs> Not good? Okay. Well, then get on board. <laughs> should we take a little break? Yeah. Uh, we got uh, Justin Hamilton. Yep. He's crashed through the ceiling like Batman. What, what was happening? Like we, uh, we kind of ground the podcast into the dirt a little by banging on about marriage equality. So we should oh, right. have a... Sure, we have a little. So yeah, you so yeah. To, you we, we basically to, killed the crowd. We yeah. needed to come on and yeah. do a tight turn. Exactly, and you just you just need someone who disagrees with you to come on. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, exactly. and now it. the yeah. case for no. Right, <laughs> look, it's tradition. Uh, no, uh, Amy gave me a pair of tiny little scissors because Gemma. Um, Needed. She needs some. She need, what did she ask you for? You say that, but it's because you have tiny little hands. Yeah, we all know yeah. that, Charlie. They look like normal They're scissors. Normal scissors. scissors. <laughs> Can we have a pair of Charlie-sized scissors, please? Gemma needed to borrow some scissors off Amy, so she gave me the scissors. Yeah. And I said to Justin, "I'm doing a one-man show. Yeah. It's Edward Scissorhands, where I play every character. Would you like yeah. to see it? And I did. And he showed me. Well, show me now. Yeah. Okay. Do it. Amy, Edward Scissorhands. <laughs> like it's pretty good. I love you, Winona Ryder. Yeah. Yeah, but you said... Have you got a block of ace? I'll cut it. Right. Oh, that's pretty good. So hang on. It's work in progress. Is it like a scene by scene or is it just the gist of Edward Scissorhands? Because I... (laughs) It was just the gist. It's uh, it's Edward Scissorhands. It's it's, it's it's Edward Scissorhands in 15 minutes. Yeah. I'm a crazy old inventor. Oh. I'm a guy with scissors for hands. Yeah, you, hey, I'm Winona Ryder as a cheerleader. I love you, Winona Ryder. Uh, mate, You're too weird for me, but I think I love you. Let's go away together. I'm going to hang on. Who am I now? I'm I gonna, don't know. <laughs> I'm that's that's the genius I'm of this. I'm going to your boyfriend in the guts. <laughs> this is great. Now I cut on a mountain and make snow. All right. Well, he needs four million, and uh, I've already offered two. <laughs> We're taking it this still on the has road. 11 minutes left. <laughs> yeah. by, by the way, if you could do a one-man show of any TV series, as there is, you know, One Man Breaking Bad and all that, uh, which oh, wow. series would I you do? I didn't realise this was a genre. Oh, yeah. You, you see, you know, so we see... Star like, Wars in an hour, Lord of the Rings in an yeah, hour, right, one, one, man man, one Man Breaking Bad. One Man Breaking Bad. Yeah. So what, what, do would they, you do? what do they do in those shows? Is it 
They t- basically tell the entire story in an hour. And play all the characters. Yeah. But they play all the characters yeah. as well. Comedically, yeah. Yeah. Right. I get that. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. I saw the one-man uh, Star Wars and the one-man Lord of the Rings. Um, I would do the one-man version of uh, Castaway. Oh, perfect. <laughs> wow. That is amazing. <laughs> Weirdly no, enough, I play the Castaway other people in it. <laughs> and Wilson. Yeah. It's quite a challenging role. Mate, no, I respect that. I'd do one-man Tremé. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen it. I do a rare, un- barely known think, David th- Simon series. For a, for a second, I thought you said you could do a one-man Tremors. I'm like, yes, it would be oh, awesome. Yeah. You could play you could play Kevin Bacon and Fred Ward. Oh, yeah. I'd, and be one degree away from me for the whole thing. <laughs> That'd be great. Uh, I think that I would do a one-man... Um, the Shield. <laughs> Imagine you doing a one-man The Shield. The entire run of The Shield. No, I'd like to do something more like, um, I reckon I could do a one-man... Friends. Walking Dead. Because oh. I think with my hips, yeah, oh, yeah that's kind of. I need something yeah. that, like, you know, yeah. But why Sheriff Rick my... also yeah. like ambling down the road? The Wilking Dead. <laughs> ah, there you go. Twenty eighteen's poster. There we go. Buzz, <laughs> get on it. <laughs> Feels like I. Uh... Gonna see a really good show. Uh, I feel like that's gonna be something else. The Wilking Dead. The Wilking Dead. Yeah. I remember there was a, in LA for a while, there was a point break, uh, like show yeah. that they would do where you'd have to wear, like if you went in the front row, you were told to wear like waterproof clothing because oh, they would right. like dunk water on you and stuff. Right. I don't know about how I feel about that. I mean, isn't that just like hanging out with your mates and shouting out your favorite lines from the movie? Well, oh. is, like, I think it's that live experience thing. Like I can kind of understand that of like, if I was going to do, I reckon I'd go and say like a lost like live show like oh, if they yeah. just kind of done some like fun like it's half a wink at it but it's half kind of like a recap sort of live experience I'll doesn't go to it that. bother you it, though it's someone in an, it's, it's set in another bunker yeah <laughs> oh right <laughs> and they don't know anything else that's going that on that I understand but I always get annoyed when I see those shows where someone is playing like if you see Dirty Dancing the Musical and a guy's doing the Patrick Swayze role I'm like yeah I'm not Patrick Swayze you know what that'd be a or good... if you go to like Warner Brothers Movie World it's like yeah you're not Batman that'd be a good spin off you're not Marilyn Monroe it would be a good spin off of Lost though like if they just like did an entire new series but it was about another tribe on the island who just never ran into any of the other <laughs> yeah. people and but they were there at the exact same time yeah. with everything else going on and just couldn't quite understand yeah. what was going on why is this island skipping three <laughs> times hang on what <laughs> another tribe who just had everything they needed yeah. when they woke up and they're like yeah. well we don't need to leave this place it's oh, yeah. perfect we were actually lost <laughs> we were really really lost <laughs> yeah season three they finally referred to whatever happened to that plane that exploded that <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, I that? completely forgot about that <laughs> so comfortable oh yeah do you hear polar bears? Anyway, it would be... Uh... <laughs> I have an idea on how to reboot. You know how they've, uh, they're always rebooting series and Lindelof has said if, if they wanted to bring Lost back, he'd have nothing to do with it, but he'd be quite happy to see what they would do. I, I've, got, I've got the idea. What is it? So when you reboot it, uh, you, set it with, you set it back on the island with a, a whole new cast, but we explain that the, the island is actually the epicenter of the multiverse. So we open it up into different uh, uh, parallel worlds. So it's basically Rick and Morty meets Lost. Well, that's not a bad idea either. Yeah, less burping. But uh, yeah, so that's how I would uh, expand the mythology and uh, create a whole new series. How about instead of a plane landing on the island, yeah. a rocket from space lands on the island and they're all aliens. But they're oh, dead. Yeah. Are they dead? Are the aliens dead? They weren't dead in Lost, Charlie. Did you not watch the fucking series? No, I, I only watched the first series of Lost. I liked it. I just yeah, didn't Not enough. No, not really. <laughs> I heard it was good. It was great. I'm sure it's the kind of show that I would like, but I just didn't stick with it. Why did you not stick with it? Um, it's back in the days of free to air and right. you know, oh, like yeah, it's 2005, right? I yeah. actually met, um, uh, cause I was working at, at seven at the time they used to screen it. And so I met, uh, the Hobbit and the hot girl from Ant-Man. Yeah. Oh um, yeah. Evangeline Lilly. Yeah. You met Evangeline yeah, Lilly. When they were dating at the time. Oh yeah. She was dating the Hobbit. I love her. Um, yeah. I know. She yeah. was gorgeous and so lovely. I remember yeah. thinking, oh, I should watch this show again. Cause she's lovely. She is lovely. Did she me- uh, mention me mm-hmm. at all? She said, I had this restraining order taken out. Oh, yeah. No, that's me. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, that's how I'd reboot Loss. I'd move it to HBO as well. 
Oh, did you see Lindelof's doing Watchmen? I'm pretty happy about yeah, that. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't yeah, it? I'm up for that. I reckon he'll nail it. It'll be interesting to see how they scrub the decks on that because I think yeah. you need to, right? Yeah, yeah. What is yeah. their plan? Do you know what their plan is? No. Okay. Is no, it they've, based li- off- they've literally just started. So do we know even if they're basing it off the comic or is it going to be like just those characters in the universe? Uh, no, I would say they're going to base it on the comic. They, and, they and should because, because that was the original idea, right? Was yeah. Terry Gilliam was going to do the Watchmen as like a TV series. At so some H- point, yeah. HBO. Yeah, and I, you know, you can... Well, maybe they will be a, like, more affordable, more stylish version of them and they'll be the Movement Watchmen. (laughs) Ah, nice. Little plug for our sponsors. Nice. That was good. Yeah. A little bit of extra. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be interesting to see... It'll be interesting to see how they do that. Well, you can flesh out the stuff in the 50s. Well, you know, you can... Part uh... of the problem with the Zack Snyder version, I think, is that... It had too much money spent on it when the whole beauty of the Watchmen is it's meant to be real world. Oh, yeah. Like, obviously, you've got Dr. Manhattan, who is like a CGI character, but the idea of like Night Owl yeah. and, you know, the comedian and stuff is they should be they, like they more should, like the Netflix versions of superheroes. Yeah, they should look a bit silly. Yeah, Because, totally. you know, Night Owl, he's got paunch. You yeah. know, he, he can't be... I thought it was cast well. Because that, that the costumes in the movie, there's Zack Snyder, it's all these like perfectly designed, like, yeah. you know, like wetter... Well, Weta like special effects shop. It's like no, these guys are dudes who love being superheroes. They build it themselves and stuff. Yeah, you know uh, the the inspiration for Night Owl was they were riffing off more the uh, Batman movie costumes rather than uh, the, how the in the comic they riff right. off. You know, seventies. What do you mean they were riffing off it? Well, you know they were uh, they were doing a pastiche more of the, uh, the Tim Burton Batman. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can totally see that. Yeah. But well, I, I don't uh, like. I understand why they did that. You go, oh yeah, I can see the logic with that. But I would have preferred if they looked a bit idiotic. Well, if you think about Snyder and the way he approaches superheroes, is like it's got this real pumped up fucking GQ cover model. Like everyone just looks fucking oh, yeah. ripped, like three hundred. Well, but to me, the Watchman is the antithesis of that superhero tale, yeah. right? Is am yeah. I right reading that wrong? No, 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 no that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's completely right. You know, you but you're not meant to be in a raw shark. He is a terrible human being. You're not meant to look and go, "Oh, oh he's, yeah, pretty, he's pretty, cool. pretty cool." The way he just threw that fucking boiling oil at the oh, guy's yeah. face in like, prison. He's horrific. <laughs> Everyone's horrific in it. Although he was good. He if, was they, great. if they brought him back for the series, I'd be down with that. Yeah. Free yeah, Kruger. I I really <laughs> It was, it was one of those movies where I was like, there was a lot to like about that movie, yeah. but it just didn't quite work. It was almost too faithful, but yeah, I, I actually didn't mind the ending of uh, changing it to not Dr. The, Manhattan. Not, not the, giant, the vagina squid? Well, you know, I like the, you know what, you can do the vagina squid in the series because you've got time to set it up. <laughs> but in a movie, you've got two hours, you've got to flip that around somehow. So I, thought, I actually thought that was a good storytelling choice, but I am looking forward to the vagina squid. I will be. Do terrified. you reckon they'll do it? That's, that's an interesting call. Oh, yeah. Well, I think It'll the Vagina Squid's so popular after that movie that uh, the Vagina the Squid of the Whale. Oh, <laughs> mate, that is... I love that you just want to call back to a conversation we had off air. Yeah. <laughs> like it's only funny to the people in this room. Yeah, sometimes you got to be selfish. <laughs> just do some do your joke for the few. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we should finish up. We've been banging on all day. This has been a long day, but Justin Hamilton, thanks for popping in for the end bit. Um, how, what, what, what t- is there something that you're doing that people should oh, know about? Yeah, yeah, and uh, Clawson's one of the guests on it. So uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. It, what? Was, uh, I thought this, this is this is your life. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's. Uh, going to be a lot of people from Adelaide turning up that's going to make you <laughs> very uncomfortable wish that I hadn't brought them back you know but, when uh, you were shooting the clouds daughters you uh, did a lot of bad things in this town <laughs> and here are some people to remind you do you yeah. remember this voice yeah. <laughs> and yeah. her boyfriend's voice <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, if you're in Sydney at Giant Dwarf on the 16th 23rd and 30th of October uh, I'm producing and uh, doing a segment in a show called The Popular Experiment where uh, basically Basically, uh, entertainment is spread across many different platforms. It's hard to keep up with what uh, is out there. So what we're going to do is shine a light on some things that we think you might like. Uh, so Rob McManus is going to be hosting it. Yeah, right. Uh, we've got uh, you on the second week uh, as our guest uh, interview. We've got uh, people talking about podcasts. I'm finally going to get up. Stinky number twos. Oh, hang on. What? I'm so excited. What's stinky number twos? Mate, I have been pitching this for years to radio stations. It's where I shine a light on one hit wonders follow up songs. I love it. And then we have a, you know, oh, God. have a little chat about oh, it. God. And then we get to vote on it. Stinky number twos. Oh, Is then, it a stinky number twos or was it just bad luck? Does it just have to be like, does it have to be like the second song or can there be just like follow up like like no, I think it has of, to be. I think because I'm pretty good with this, like 
I know Bross's follow Bross's follow up album. Their first single of their follow up album was called Chocolate in the Box. And what? It is. what? Chocolate what? in the box. I know you'll take another. What you want is a looker, not a lover. In the... you know what this no, song? that didn't happen. Oh did my it? god! Can you have a song like, called Chocolate in a yeah, Box? Yeah, I know. I know. You right. have to go. Can we just take it a second? Yeah. Yeah. I love I'm because I'm yeah. all over that. I'm yeah. all I'm all, all over. I think that'll the... be fun. Get the audience to vote on it, you mate. Know? It's a brilliant idea. Yeah. I think that's so great. So uh, copyright Justin Hamilton for decades, and so I've got to admit, like when you asked me to do the show, yeah, I was like, yeah, sure, thinking it was a podcast, and then yeah. like you posted something online, I'm like, oh, this is live show. I've actually got to be like good. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's going to be fun. We've got Alex J and Paige Halley. They're going to be debating uh, movie stuff like who's the better, Hugh, Hugh Jackman, Hugh Grant. Are tickets on sale? Uh, tickets are on sale at giantdwarf.com.au. Uh, You're taking candy from the jar. You spin the lid. Which one first? Dessert of temptation. What soda will quench this thirst? What soda? Soda. Don't want to be left behind. Very the grass band. is That's always greener on the other side. So don't you treat me like the first chocolate in the box. I know you'll, you'll take, take another. another. What you want what is a looker, looker not, not a lover, lover in, in the, the box. box. Yeah, I know you'll take another. What you want is a looker, chocolate, something like that. Hang on, why, why another looker? Wouldn't it, shouldn't it be a liquor? Like, have, have they got their no, own metaphor wrong? Because Matt Goss or Luke Goss, whoever the lead singer Goss was, oh, yeah. was One a very good looking dude. Yeah. And he's like, hey, I'm more than that. I'm yeah. not just a chocolate in the box for you to eat whenever you oh. want. I'm deeper than that. <laughs> wow. Not a lover I've discovered. You want your cake and eat it with a silver spoon in your hand. This is, yeah. Right. You don't give me that innocent girl thing. Uh -oh. I'll Wait, I don't know. I don't like where this is going. All oh, right. Because I'll close the door with a slam. Don't you can go be... get bent, but let me just say, I believe in consent. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to be left behind, chocolate in the box. I know you'll take, take another, another. chocolate you in the box. Oh. I know you'll take another. Anyway, was written by... Uh... No one. <laughs> <laughs> no one wrote that. It just came into being. Just some random words that accidentally <laughs> got blown into a, a recording piece studio. of paper, and uh, there you go. Oh, all right. Uh, uh, well, uh, that's a great show. Go and see that. Yeah. Uh, Charlie, what do we have to plug? Uh, we've got a website, uh, tofop.com, where you can find this and many other entertaining podcasts about stuff that you may like to listen to. Um, we're on Facebook at tofop.com. Uh, we are both on Twitter. Justin, you're on Twitter. What's your... Oh, yeah. Justin Hamilton underscore with a little blue tick. So you know it's me. Blue tick, Jum J I was yeah. going to call you Jumbo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not actually your name. Yeah, it can be. <laughs> I'm Charlie Clawson. Oh, well, that's it. And I'm Jumbo. <laughs>